This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Butch Cassidy, Bonnie and Clyde, John Dillinger, Robin Hood, Jesse James, Professor Simon Peach, Ronnie Biggs, Cat Burglar, Molly Molloy from The Simpsons, Dick Turpin, Danny Ocean, The Wet or Sticky Bandits. That's how it's done, fellas. Just 90 hours from his last great heist, Carlos El Gato Ladron Corboran assembled a squad of the highest highwaymen, arrived at Bramall Lane, shot up the grappling hooks, scaled the Bramall Lane stand and pilfered the three points after Chief Pickpocket Harry Toffolo robbed Ben Davies and rolled the ball across for a debut loot for Levi Colwell. Joining myself, Matt Shaw, on today's podcast, I've got a safe pair of dainty hands in Phil the Safe Cracker Senior, a man who is always watching, isn't he? Dan the Prowler Porrit. And back from a one-day trip to foreign climbs again so he could see the game, it's Richard the Hacker Kosmala. How are we doing, chaps? Very good, thank you. It's much yeah, more no, fun when you win, isn't it? The podcast, you know, we've learned how to shit house. We've we've nicked the three <laughs> points. I believe that's what we can call a shit iced buzzer. But there we go. Um, I don't um, I don't think I've ever discussed two wins in a row, let alone two wins in one week. So this is uh, uncharted territory. Uncharted sauna territory, yeah. But like I say, you forget how much fun podcasting is once you've won a few games, um, right? And you also forget <laughs> how much fun football is without a beer. So we've. Um, the podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, you can go online and place an order at magicrockbrewing.com and use our code of AHTTC10 
to get 10% off. So thanks to Magic Rock for continually sponsoring the podcast. Uh, right, guys, when you score in the 94th minute, Cozzy, and you lo- and as you say, you're losing your SHIT, as you often say on here, um, there's not many better feelings as a football fan is than a 94th minute winner. Oh, just incredible scenes. I mean, absolutely incredible scenes. I, I, God, I watched them back 30-odd times. My first thought was it would be a steward because I, I think I knew half of them lads on the track. And it was <laughs> incredible. Uh, I don't know, there's something super in there, but that's football. I'm not, honestly, when, you look, when we've been like away from the ground, you're kind of dreaming of something like that, really, aren't you? Maybe it's most people at Salem Road, but you're not going to get far away from that. It was just incredible. And the fact that it looked like it had been snatched away by bloody Billy Sharp again, who loves a 90th minute winner. Uh, luckily, no helicopter landing on the pitch this time, getting our injured players off. But I thought he'd done it again. And then to come back like that, it's just a sensation. But the scenes were incredible. I mean, the, the, I watched it all on the quest. I must have watched it back about 10 so many times. But when it cuts into some of them angles, the people are going absolutely berserk. It, it just beautiful thing and it's oh it's so long overdue and it's just football though that is football's that's back mate football's but back honestly, how many people did you see on Saturday morning 33 quid positive you put that post on but 33 pounds you can't justify that but I know people who went who were out of love with Phil out of love with Russell Town they went for the day out on the drink you'll remember that a long time yeah I just hope the season I'm beat there because that I suppose that's a discussion for maybe another pop but Brilliant. And the fact that he were Colwell as well, I think even his mum's been on the Twitter and like, uh, <laughs> his sister or something. His, his family were there at the back, yeah. mate, and walked past them at the end and they're all beaming. It was nice to see the old beaming smiles at the back, you know, absolute all with the phones, you know, texting relatives and WhatsApping relatives and stuff. They were, they were absolutely over the moon and they've been, they've been watching him every game, I believe. And, you know, it was nice to see, it's nice to see, the togetherness, especially developing on and off the field, you know, that picture with Jonathan Hogg coming over the top, as well, you know, there's a, fan, there's a fan with a phone, isn't there? Sort of with his arm round him, <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant. That and it, 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 it's good to see. And you've got, I don't know if you see, it, but the cameraman is like in amongst the carnage and the lads going absolutely <laughs> nuts, and he kind of pulls away trying to get a picture. And I thought, mate, you've done brilliant there, but that is football, and I'm so proud and, and pleased for all them fans that went because they paid ridiculous money for a horrible away. You know that that viewing is horrendous, and no, it's bad. Thirty-four pounds seventy-five, mate. When you had the Ticketmaster oh. tax, but man, <laughs> I think we paid hundred and thirty-four seventy-five. It was just a famous <laughs> yeah. win, mate, and it's up there with God Rotherham, where you know, uh, steady. Honestly, <laughs> you just you just can't get any better than that, and uh, that's the best moment since lockdown, isn't it? You've been locked. Yeah. We've been locked up for over a year, if you like, no football, and then that. You know, and when we've come back, it's been pretty crap, really. Overall. I tried to explain it to anyone last night because Christ, I was retweeting it and rinsing it out of SHIT everywhere. But what are you going so much for, mate? When you've won, what would you then start? 20 wins in the last 150 games and that as well. And that happens. I'm sorry, but that is uh, life. And that is life. Just keep injecting me that. If anyone's down this week at any point, just keep rewinding that. Save it. Quest. I watched it on Quest and Quest Plus One. I was that buzzing with it. <laughs> I even signed up for Discovery Plus, Plus so I could watch the Quest highlights back. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It is, what it's, it's what you, it is what you say, though, because it's like, you you know, you mentioned there people who went, who, you know, you've fallen out of love with town and you're not interested anymore and all that. I, I defy anybody who has any interest in 
in sport in general, if you're in that environment, I'm not you're getting caught up in that moment. And like you say, you know, I, I watched it home as well. I didn't go yesterday. Um, wish I had done, you know, some of them where all week you're not bothered on Saturday morning, you wake up, it's it goes back to that what if moment, doesn't it? What if what if this happens, what if that happens? And that I think you said it, that's that's why you go for moments like that. But anybody I think through lockdown when you're watching it on TV it's certainly not the same as, as being live and you know I've got friends who, who have stopped going because they follow that love of it and stuff like that and I've said go back to a stadium because once you get back in it, it kind of like sucks you back in even even though it's been crap I mean I, I were you know, not that bothered and I went to Southport in a friendly and after that I were like yeah do you know what we're back at stadium and, and football is, is becoming football again and I defy anybody who has any interest in Huddersfield Town to be in a stadium when that happens and, and just be like, yeah, not bothered because it just won't happen. Um, it, that might just now kickstart a lot of people's, you know, reignite the love. And as you say, the scenes afterwards were fantastic. I'm just, I hope nobody got all out. I hope nobody has any repercussions for it because end of the day, there's, there's no trouble there for me. They're just, they're just exuberant. They're running on. They're not, they're not trying to cause any trouble. And, you know, hopefully sense will prevail and, and, and nobody on there will, you know, be receiving any phone calls from anybody oh, at Did you see that tweet from that Middlesbrough fan? That Middlesbrough fan summed up to me. The Middlesbrough fan just tweeted randomly and said, look at that season they were still there. And that's something like, that is football. So jealous. And it's like, that is. When, gets it. Guy gets it. Proper football fans get that. You know, the yeah. matter who you support, that is 90 plus four after you've let him win at 90 plus one. Amazing, man. The agony and the ecstasy. Let's roll it back, pause, because um, it was a tough start. We were okay, I thought, for the first 10 minutes. Sauber was a, a decent out ball down the left. Uh, but gradually, we got ground down. We got pushed back. And Sheffield United were really sort of killing us from that uh, down our left-hand side. Basham was overlapping from right centre-back. Uh, and they were outnumbering us down that flank. Uh, Hoggy dropped a bit too deep for my liking first half. He, he dropped, which narrowed the midfield a bit, which meant Lewis couldn't get across uh, out that side quicker either. Uh, but despite one early slip as well, pause. I'm going to you as the resident centre back in and amongst us. Despite one early slip from Nabisar, he was excellent again, wasn't he? He's, you know, he's had um, competition brought in for him this summer. You know, Matty Pearson maybe right side, but Levi Colwell's coming in and Nabi's responded and he's playing that middle centre back role. And once again, he was he was a man mountain. Yeah, he's. Uh... Obviously managed to get his boots on right feet this season, which is which always helps. Um, but no, as you say, he's 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 done well. Sometimes competi- competition can can push you on. You've obviously when you're comfortable in in a playing position, you know, you know, don't really matter what I do today because there's, there's basically nobody else to, to come in. So having uh, Colwell and and Pearson come in has obviously, you know, he's had to sort of up his game a little bit, which is which is great. He's had. It's his second season, so he's had a bit more time to settle in. He's probably had, you know, a bit more of a pre-season this time. So he's uh, he's looking good at the moment, and, and long may it continue. Um, I think you're right in what you're saying. We we did have a good start, uh, but we, we did eventually get get pushed back. Um, I'd like to see us play out front foot a little bit more. I know, I know we did quite, kind of start quite well, but it, it did seem to fade quite quickly. And I watched it back again. I watched some extended highlights today, and there's times in that first half where we've got basically all 11 men within 25 yards of our goal and I don't like to see that because even if you win it there's no out ball there's nothing to get you going it's people more about town being a little bit lethargic and slow going forward anyway so if there's no one you know in advance of 25 30 yards from your own goal you've got to go sideways to get 
you know, Danny Ward as it were, up to at least halfway before you can you can play forward. So I, I'd like to see us leave one, if not two players forward a little bit, because if you do that, then, you know, Sheffield United, as we were playing, would have to worry about them. And it just gives you that little bit more of an out ball. I thought we, you know, we defended well. We, apart from really that overhead kick from uh, Bernie, I don't think Pearson were overly troubled. Um, but the fact that when we got the ball, there were nowhere to go forward meant that it just it just kind of kept coming and Pressure coming. Was building. It, it, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and, and as, as you were watching it, you were as you got close to half time, I was certainly thinking we need half time to come here because if it had just continued on, I do think we probably would have got one. Um, great to see we we changed it in second half though. I know we, we might come on to that. Um, made a couple of positive substitutions, which. We've all berated Carlos Foss on this one, you know, top of the cap to you there, Carlos. You you spotted what was going on and and changed it. And after that, I think 60 minutes we'd not had a shot, and then after 60 minutes to end, we you know we'd scored twice and had a two or three other opportunities. So it just shows that if we can get at teams that we have, we have got the potential to to cause some damage. Um, a lot of people sort of mention it's a, it's a bit of a funny one, really, because you know we're all on here saying that we've not got much going forward, but. When you actually look at his team on paper, going forward is probably his biggest strength. Mm. Um, and and the, 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 maybe the three across the front is, is the way to go. Really? It doesn't mean just strikers, though, does it? You look at your fullbacks, Harry Toffler. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking your wide players, really. Yeah, more, more than your actual, you know, your central striker. Yeah, they're all pathetic, to be honest. But the support players around them are, you know, you've got Karoma on one side and, and Thomas on the other that can cause damage. And then even Lewis O'Brien breaking from that central three. Um, you know, it's not a bad three. It's just the one in the middle, really, that that needs replacing. I want to talk I, about the change as well, guys. And Cosy, I'll, I'll bring you in as well because you you didn't feel you were watching it, weren't you? Sort of. Uh, I, well, you... I just think, mate, on the, on a game, if someone's playing three five two, the last thing you want to see for a good game is the other team playing three five two. And it, exactly what happened. It were horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Both teams playing that. Both teams devoid of quality out wide and devoid, as we know of any playmaker, anything in the middle. So it were absolute dross, really, like until no one's really kind of grabbed the ball by the arms and that as well. And uh, You enjoyed it then? You were, so, oh, you were rubbish. You were <laughs> absolute dross. Honestly, Aberida today, Chris Dunlavey, done a brilliant report in the Football League paper. Oh, he, he were like criticising kind of Sheffield United, really, because they've got a lot more kind of talent than us. He says, like, Huddersfield's kind of the curious kind of team. And, and he were kind of praising Carlos, where he's saying when you've considered as many as we have and we're going kind of this way and that as well, it's like, I mean, it looks good when it wins, but, you know, surely number one priority this season for Carlos is, as much as I'd love to see kind of nice football, it, we've got to be more solid, haven't we? And we did look that and we did on Tuesday night, which we'll, I don't know, come on to that a bit later on, but it's like, but I think people were saying attack and this, that and the other. I just thought we were playing the correct way, to be fair. I And, could we nick a goal? All part of the master plan. Yeah, I think yeah. Carlos, you know, for the game. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And anyone who watched, I watched Sheffield now at West Brom on Wednesday night, and I was saying, you guys, you were like, one, two were laughing, but I thought they were abysmal then. They were so poor, but I just didn't know if we had the quality to kind of do the job there. But the longer it went on last, yesterday, the more, like you said, I think after an hour, Matt, you were right. We kind of had one or two moments without really looking like... We well, it was that change, that change, the change you're on about, mate. We moved to 3-4-3 three, three, and Basham, who was causing us a headache all day, Karoma sat on him and he couldn't do that and we pushed them back. So the changing system really worked for us. And like you say, 
you know, if Carlos does something wrong, or we think he does, we'll say, when Carlos does something right, you know, he deserves praising, and he deserves full praise yeah. for that performance oh. yesterday. He absolutely nailed it, I thought. Then, Phil, I want to ask you something here, because I think in football, one thing we never talk about, we debate about formation managing that, is a bit of luck. Mate, we got the luck on Tuesday night without Liverpool, Loney, Ledger, mate. Beautiful finish, because I don't think Owens <laughs> were going to finish it. And then yesterday, Karoma straight back out to him in a rebound. Yeah, really composed you to put it in the end. But, mate, football, you need that bit of luck as well. As much as people don't want to hear it about skill, that we've had our luck this week, mate, to get us those six points. And it's massive on football, isn't it, that? When How many times the season do you look and, and, and balls don't drop, you know, balls come into mm. the box and they don't drop to your players, but opposition, every time one comes in, he lands straight at the feet. And like you say, it, it's, it's pure luck. The Tuesday night, pure luck. And, and obviously, again, like, I mean, obviously, the thing is with Chrome, he's, he's kind of, he's, the, the run's there, it's a good ball into him, he's done what he needs to do. Obviously, it wasn't a great first shot, but we've kind of earned that look from from that kind of a counter-attack that, that what we had. So, But you're, you're 100% right because you can go through a season where you have absolutely nothing. You can say the same with injuries as well, can't you? Um, and it's just, you know, sometimes it's just that that look that you need to, to kind of nick a few wins, even when you don't deserve it. Lads, we've not done this for a while. Super Josh Caroma. Conch Josh Caroma. <laughs> Cosy, we, we mentioned last week, didn't we, that he was maybe suffering the effects of what's gone on in, in pre-season, you know, looking a little bit behind the others, you know, in terms of fitness. He was great yesterday. Most recoveries on the field, worked back, tackled five tackles, you know, the, which is the, the most in the team. You know, he's, he's worked, you know, he, he's snuffed out the issue there. Uh, Josh Caroma looks like he's heading back. And what I really liked, Phil, as well, about that goal, Fodrenham, Maybe should have done better from you know goalkeeping point of view. He's yeah, kicked it straight yeah. back in the middle, and oh, when you when you reflexes are like Wes. that. Remember <laughs> Decanio on that video? League One Wes, Wes, <laughs> League yeah. One Wes. He was going metal. What a it's legend! Probably, it's probably right, but you know, and he gets it. But the way Karoma doesn't snatch at it, you know, we saw Fraser. Fraser came on. To be fair to Fraser Campbell, he came on and he made a real difference. You know, harassing, pressing, and and doing what Fraser Campbell. You know, being a pest, doing what Fraser does. And he, but he had that chance, didn't he? Where he could have got the shot away, and he, he delayed and looked for a better angle. But Josh Caroma, just so cool, wasn't he? Just no rush. He could have lashed at it. He could have, you know. But he's just sat there and he's waited, bided his time, and he's just stroked it down the middle. It just, it just, just looks class, really class class it, it, I think it's is it confidence? You know, everyone needs that confidence, don't they? But it just looks really. I remember the first year that he came and he played a couple of games, and he, and he looked a little bit, you know, he wanted to snatch at shots and. Mm. Um, and, and, and almost as if, you know, do I deserve to be here kind of thing. And now you can see that, you know, you know, he, he knows he's he's one of our main men. And and you can see the confidence flowing from Sober Thomas exactly the same. Yeah. You know, he, he's full of full of beans, and that's what oh, we want mate. to see. From Ooh. these two attacking players who will they, they are gonna cause any team in this league problems because they're, they're full of confidence at the moment. Well, I, um, I, I think as well, mate, two of the reasons that these two guys these are guys like from non-league. These are guys who are getting a chance in one of the biggest leagues in Europe, let's be honest, you know, outside, you know, one of maybe Serie A's yeah. thing. So they look like they're enjoying the football, living the gym. The one thing I really like about Chroma, which I think he's got to last year, he made all the headlines for us. He's going to be a marked man this year. It's as simple as that. I thought, I don't think he's fit enough yet. And Preston did a, you know, kind of quiet after, quiet evening, wanted for him and that as well. But his levels are only going to get fitter. But, he looks like yeah. to be someone who can rise to that 
challenging that as well. And it's, you know, I get quite a few texts from like other people who's kind of, Jesus, it's Josh Caroma, you know, like not town fans and stuff. And words getting around, but yeah, a beautiful, uh, you know, kind of finishing composure and, as well. But I think, uh, yeah, again, Sober Thomas, a big new, you know, Wales and strong links there out there. We're like getting a national team. He's, these lads have got to be coming down Canal side in there. Robbing Reliance or whatever, they're going to be buzzing on that because, like, they're, they're enjoying life. <laughs> they're enjoying football and, and God, Levi Colwell. I mean, are we going to talk about him now? I, I just Mate, I've got, I've got some bits on Levi, Levi oh, Colwell. We'll do it. We'll do it in a minute. But Phil, uh, first of all, I want Phil to tell us about Lee yeah. Nichols because I, uh, sitting where, where we were, we were quite low down. So it's very difficult. Your depth perception we're talking about earlier, the depth, like Phil mentioned, you, even in the stand, your depth perception behind the goal. If yeah. the keeper's at the other end, you can't tell if he should come and get stuff. So I'm sort of led by the reports a little bit. But to me, Lee Nichols looked pretty sound. Kicking went a little bit Paul Rahubker at one point, didn't it? But over, but he, he did hit some good balls. But just, it just, you know, he, he like there's a there's a mention where he he tells Levi Colwell off, you know, at one point, and Levi responds, and it just seems that I like, you know, I like Ryan Ryan Schofield is a really good guy. But Lee Nichols just seems a, a good fit for this moment in time. You know, he's he's commanding, he talks, and he just adds that layer of calmness, Phil. That you know, yeah. We were in, I, I were in the White Rose Club Tuesday, and so we were sat in the top tier, and um, it's a great view from up there. Anyone who sits in any of the top tiers, you'll, obviously, you'll know. And um, and you're right in terms of the depth perception, you can see it. So Tuesday night, it'd be a bit of an error towards the edge of his box, and it was kind of touch and go. But for him, it might have looked a little bit closer got away with it. But the thing that stood out for me the most was his commanding of his area. And commanding of his area, I don't mean coming for crosses and things like that. I mean commanding the area around you and making sure yeah. that everything's right in front of you. And my little my little lad work, work says, oh, they're always shouting. And I said, <laughs> I said, actually, he's not. I said, he's not actually shouting, he's talking. And, and I could hear what he was saying from where I was. And he wasn't shouting at the players, he was, he was giving instruction. So simple mm. things like, you know, um, left shoulder, just like little words, you know, yeah. uh, drop deeper, et cetera, et cetera. You could hear that kind of uh, discussion on the field and that makes a massive difference to your, to your defenders because they literally do not need to look over their shoulder because if that instruction is reliable and, and, and real clear, they could just follow it while they're concentrating on what's going on in front of them as well. And you can see it is... His handling is very good. He's, he's, he's secure at them. Well, this, obviously, this is at the moment because we always talk about when things are good and when, you know, it's like you were talking about Sober Thomas's um, delivery and then Tuesday night were absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, <laughs> don't curse him then. It's good, it's good yeah, again exactly. against Sheffield, mate. Get, don't worry. Get a Sheffield little bit away, can't you? But you can, <laughs> yeah. see, you can see the character. I, I, I liken him to Steve Francis. Okay. I feel like he's, he's a very similar keeper to Steve Francis where he just looks really reliable. Um, and and yeah, you can just see the confidence from from the back from the back four, three, five, really. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's positive at the moment. And like I say, it's nothing against Ryan because Ryan's got his own strengths, and mm. and Ryan maybe will will learn a lot from from, yeah, from this look, lad, obviously a bit older. So Ryan's reflexes you know, are frightening, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So it's really you know it's really positive. We've got a, we've got a good keeper in at the moment, and, and obviously we've got another good keeper waiting to to come in and, and prove a point. So it's 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 a strong position at the moment, which is good. It's much more fun this podcast, isn't it? When you win a game, it's much more fun. You know, this. <laughs> Let's do game by numbers. So this this is something I've just written and I've just put a, a tag on it. But going to do something called game by numbers, and I'm going to pick a player and I'm going to 
throw out some stats and, and a reason as to why they played well. And as Cozzy mentioned, uh, the man that I've picked is Levi Colwell for today. Ooh, I thought you were picking Danny Ward then. I'm glad for that, mate. There's only one number to, with we'll Danny Ward. We'll hope big numbers big one, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, let's, let's wish Danny Ward the best to you because I've yeah, had heart palpitations on, before and they're not, they're not nice. Uh, but Levi Colwell, pa- passing accuracy. what's in town on a regular basis, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> passing accuracy, 77.3%, which is not so bad for a defender when you're going direct. Uh, one interception, three tackles, two block shots, five clearances, and one big goal I've put. Levi Colwell, 18 years old. Nab- the only Nabisar made more clearances for town, but, you know, Nabisar excellent at the minute. You know, he's, he's the spare man who just mops up, isn't he? Uh, but Levi Colwell, 18 years of age, looks every bit the England youth player, looks every bit a potential future. I'm going to say it, future international. At his age, he's, he's 18 years old and he looks like a Rolls Royce at the back there. He does make mistakes, but what the best thing is, when he makes a mistake, he makes up for it straight away. He's straight on it. You know, he's so switched on. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times he gets wrong side or he misses a header, but straight away he'll mop up and he'll, 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 he'll cover his own mistake. I think this is a great signing. And when you, we, we dig out the recruitment team a lot, don't we? And it's only fair when someone like this comes in, you have to say, do you know what? Good job. You know what I mean? Because Levi Colwell looks, and like Phil says, whenever, when the sun's shining, you know, you've got to make the most of it, don't you? When, when it is, because, you know, sometimes it does rain. But so far, so good, Cosy. He looks an, he looks an exceptional player. Looks like he's enjoying football. Uh, that was the thing on that tweet that's gone a bit mental today. I think, I think for me, when you're playing like, you know, academy football, 123 football, there's no crowds, there's no kind of passion you're playing in kind of Barnett's ground and other Chelsea players, they play Kingstonia, I don't know where, but there's no one there watching. And then it's like... Older shot, older shot, something like that. I was just thinking, that that's why I put that tweet out, because what it must be like to like to score in front of like 2,000 mad town fans in the last minute when you've never really scored before playing, probably it is like academy <laughs> days and senior football. It, it's hard to put a... You got people coming over the, the over the hoardings at you oh, as well, haven't you? you? Know what to do? <laughs> he shirt up and then he like quick down yeah, and then no, yeah, that's no, when exactly. they're coming in. He thought you're like, shall I usher shoot them off or shall I jump in? But no, the only and I, God, here we go, just kind of tempering a little bit. But I saw a lot of people going comparing Ben Chilwell because for obvious kind of reasons. But yeah, and it's a good start. But come on, it's like Championship football. It's, it's let's. I just hope his body is going to get like, caught with it and that. So that's going to be where it, Carlos. He needs to manage him, doesn't he? Nico is uh, they're gonna have to manage him well because does I think early already there's been kind of you know one or two kind of issues with his fitness as well. But the early signs look really, really good. I mean, and again, yeah, they're not firing in all cylinders, but Bernie, uh, you did you know they were doing a great job on you know on god, how how much do they who's Bernie? Did you just say Bernie or did I just hear things? I don't know, Bernie because 20 million and he did uh, say Bernie. Who's Bernie? McBurney. Oh, McBurney, sorry. <laughs> I, I lost that for the a best second. Mate, <laughs> like you had nearly oh, £50 million pounds worth of striking talent on the pitch there. Yeah, yeah. McBurney's, the, the, McBurney's a decent international footballer. He's not bad. No, Having a tough time, but he's not bad. No, I, I just think, yeah, let's, Lord, let, let's let him develop in that as well. I don't know when they finished article, but I see a leader there as well, you know? That, mm. That's what I like to see and... That's that's unbelievable, really, coming in at such a young age to kind of man's football, shall we say, a, a club. I mean, it's, and again, did another, see that with Chilwell as well. We? Another thing that I think you've got to give him a bit of credit for, he could have easily maybe gone to someone like a Charlton or, you know, someone, Fulham or whatever, you know, stay down south and that as well. The oh. fact that he's kind of come up, he's come, to him, come like total north, he's, 
I know it's not a million miles away, but for me, that tells you a lot about the guy really that is willing to, you know, come and, you know, really get involved in that as well. And that, that's just going to do such a power of good, that that goal and that as well. And uh, yeah, this it's really nice. I think the centre-backs were real issues last year. And yeah, you know, Sai is always going to be prone to one or two errors, but, you know, Pearson... And Colwell, I think we're, we're looking in much better shape so far. Watch, watch as well. Tom, Tom Lee's played well against Preston, to be fair yeah. to him, to say he hadn't played for ages. He did, did a good job, to be fair to him. Uh, yeah. Do you think, um, you, sorry, do you think the decision for, for Colwell to come here is, is the fact that we do try and play out from the back? And it suits I think it's that. And I think we've we've proven in the past with likes of Trev, you know, and, and other players that we, we can. Oh, okay, we had our injuries last year, but we've proven in the past that we can look after and help develop these kids yeah, yeah. as well. So yeah. it's it's important. I think that's a huge a huge thing as well. Yeah. I thought yeah. they only came because of Danny Cowley, though. Say that again. I thought they only came because of Danny Cowley. These guys. Oh, yeah, Smith Rowe. Yeah. Well, we got Smith Rowe, didn't we? What a player he was. Uh, pause. We've seen his interviews. There's an interview as well on HTTV with Levi Colwell, and he's such a grounded individual as well. Uh, what you know, going throwing that ex centre back card at you again, but what have you made to him as well? And and the back three in general, Pearson, possibly a mistake on that Billy Sharp goal, wasn't there? Where he kind of maybe got a bit tight, but you know, we've, we've won the game, so we won't delay on it or, or mess with anything like that. What have you made of the back three in general and, and Levi himself? I think, I think we've done all right, obviously, full of my side. Um. You know, we were pretty pathetic throughout, really, weren't we? But I like, like, I like Cowell. I think he's he's got a bit of swagger about him. He's obviously coming from Chelsea, and he's he's eighteen, and for him to come on loan to a Championship club, um, he's obviously in the frame for moving forward into Chelsea's first team. He's not a he's not a Chelsea youth player that's you know never really going to play because they seem to have every player under sun at Chelsea, don't they? Um, but for him to come to a Championship club, is he's, he's probably knocking on the door there, and it's probably. Give, Come here to give us some uh, some game experience. Um, I like his confidence. There were there were a moment at Derby that made me laugh. He'd, he'd sort of put a tackle in in Derby's final third, and balls kind of broke wide, and it was sort of going towards Sarber Thomas. And the centre half, you're thinking, do you know what? This ball needs to go in box. I'll, I'll leave it to winger. And he sort of looked at Thomas and said, you know, leave this. I've, I've got it under control. And sort of carried on down wing and, and put a decent cross in. So he's, he's certainly not lacking in regards to confidence. And if we are playing like three five two, you've probably got one of each type of defender there. You've got your, you know, you've got Pearson who's probably more old school, shall we say, bit of a probably maybe doing him a little bit of a disservice. But to use your frame, that a bit of a clogger where he's, he's basically just there to edit, kick it. Doubted me there, didn't you? Just doubted. Just me. yeah, just defends, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's sticking his head where probably, you know. A little bit of both. Um, likes to play, well, likes to try and play, um, but but also a good good a sort of defender. And same with you know with Colwell on the other side. So as a three, you, you've got you've got a good mix there for me. And and um, Nichols behind, I think as Phil says, just just fills everybody with confidence. There were there were moments on Saturday where if it was Schofield in there with balls sort of pinging around and you know balls are coming in, you, you you're probably getting a little bit nervous, but. Um, as Phil says, uh, when I went across to South Park, it was the first time I'd, I'd seen him play. And even my little lad, similar to your lad, Phil, were, you know, white keepers shouting all the time. He, he told him off a couple of times to swear it. <laughs> but again, it were, it were very similar, Phil. It, were, it weren't bollocking folk, or it were just helping, giving instructions. And it weren't just to the defence either. It were, it were shouting right down to forward, you know, and letting them know. And as a defender, that's invaluable. You, if you don't need to look, 
over your shoulder, if you know what's there, it gives you an extra half a second. And that, that half a second can be a difference between, you know, making the tackle and, and bringing them down for a penalty or not making a tackle, whichever it may be. So that little unit now in front of goal, although it probably contradicts what I said last week, is uh, it does seem quite solid. Um, Pearson, again, like you say, on the goal, thought I could probably done a little bit better, but it's a bit of a scramble. It's 92nd minute. It's, he's probably not as composed as what he'd like to be. So, you know, you can you can maybe forgive him for that. And, and Billy Sharp is a decent striker and he knows where goal is and stuff. So, I did say at the start of the season that I thought we'd be a little bit more solid defensively. That kind of went out of window after Fulham. But after seeing Preston and uh, Sheffield United, you know, it's going back onto that trajectory where I think we'll be better. And in, in some respects, although losing 500 at home is never really a good thing, in the long run for town it might have been because it does make you more aware of your frailties, especially in defence. And if they've worked on that, Okay, well, Preston were only a couple of days later, on it? So they can't have done too much on it. But if they've worked on the shape, they've worked on positioning, and it helps for the rest of the season, then you know you take that five defeat, five one defeat on the chin, and, and say, do you know what, we're better for that experience. So no, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was too bad on Saturday. We were, you know, we did what we needed to do. Well, I'm trying to bring it a bit down to earth a little bit, but we only had thirty percent possession yesterday. The one thing that does worry me still is dictating the game. I, I thought Tuesday night we saw our problems there there, where it's like Preston were awful. It's like St. Rose, right, you know, other see what you got. And we had absolutely little. Yesterday were pretty much, you know, let's kind of frustrate them and try and get them on the counter, which we did. I thought it was to say, you know, Fulham they had maybe that maybe that's just a better way to play though, Cosy, because it's interesting you mentioned possession because I read something earlier that Last season we were topping 70 possession, and without a, we we almost did to Sheffield United what teams did to us last year, because we had that we had a very little threat going forward, and teams almost seem happy to let us have the ball because if we could get into their final third, they knew that we weren't really going to hurt them, and then they could get on the break. And maybe Town need to play a little bit like that if we are going to be more solid in defence. We kind of sucker sucker teams forward and then hit them on the break with your Coromas, with your Thomases, and. Maybe that's think, a purposeful change in, in tactics from Carl. I, know, I think you can get away with it at Bramall Lane, Cos, but against Reading on Saturday, fans ain't going to be wanting to watch. No, home games, are, home, home games are obviously different. And I, you know, I've, I've been saying to you, and you know, we maybe have a little bit of a disagreement about how we set up at Sheffield United. And I'd love to see us play on the front foot a little bit more and, and play, get it wide, get it forward, get your you know, exciting players. Get it forward. forward. Yeah. Get it for it, but not not a lump, <laughs> you know, like a nice a nice pass across the turf out to some a nice crisp crossfield pass. Yeah, yeah. where's where um, they make away? We haven't got anyone there. That it's a huge issue that I'm being sorted. And Bakuna's gone. It still don't feel like to me someone else is going to come in. We never know when's the window. Is it next? No, week? I think I think centrally, mate, you are right. Bang on. We need a centre midfielder or certainly a, an attacking eight or a ten. That's a top to come in down there, and and we ain't got that. But yeah. We got lucky yesterday, let's be honest. Oh, don't bring it down. We were class, mate. We were class for the in injury time. <laughs> uh, what did Wagner used to say? The, uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So we'll use yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll we, we, play, we played on, we played, yes, obviously on Saturday, yesterday, like like we played Tuesday night, didn't we? And Tuesday, Tuesday night, we had two older midfielders and they were literally, we're talking about how solid we are in defence. I'm not surprised because they're literally shielding the back three. <laughs> Non, they, not they never pressed the ball. Tuesday night was horrendous. It was the, the, the worst I've seen for a long time because we were so adamant on keeping solid. 
And when you try and break, you, you, there's still not enough numbers to break quickly because there's too many players towards the back. So something will have to change in terms of formation. Irrelevant of bringing another player in who's going to dictate in midfield because he ain't going to get hold of that ball if we play like we're playing at the moment. So I just wonder whether he's just going, do you know what, let's shore up, let's let's try and break him on the counter. It worked. It's going to work away from home. It's not going to work at home. Mm. No. I mean, how many shots did we have on target Tuesday? None. I don't think we had any, did we? Didn't have a shot on target. Don't, don't, don't you class hitting the post a shot on target? No, it's not target. Target, oh, target no, man. No, it's not target, is it? If otherwise it'd be a goal. It's not a goal, not a goal. <laughs> oh, if it hits the post, I mate. So what happens that. if it hits the post and goes in? That's on target well, then, isn't it? It's going, that's isn't on it? target, isn't it? It's going in. It's still post first. Yeah, but then it's still going in. You'd be spewing, wouldn't you, if you were a striker? <laughs> eh? Mate. If it smashed stanchion, like, worldy shot, and then it's not on target. No, I, yeah. I could never believe that. But... Treated like a corner flag, corner flag yeah. botherer, yeah. Right, guys. You... Sorry, because you finish well, and then I'll move no, on. I, God, I don't want to... Obviously, it's been really positive, but... <sighs> Let's cut it there, then. Shuffling out of turmoil. Preston, horrendous. Derby, the worst derby we've ever seen. That full of... Mate, they, they've only lost one game in four. Derby, the... They're not bottom. They're, they're actually be they're honest, done better we've got than what more we thought. Than anyone probably thought now and as well, but I still think it papers over some big cracks. As much as I loved what we did yesterday and, and Tuesday, okay. we, there's a lot of work to do, and I, I, it does feel like to me that I don't know it's the vibes, but there's normally you hear a bit of rumours with that reluctant guy or chicken or what have you. But to me, it feels there's no one coming in. I don't. I don't think anyone would disagree because I don't think anybody's. Suggesting that we've suddenly turned into peak Barcelona and you know we're going to win league um, or all like that, but it's just nice and it just to just enjoy just the to wins. Win enjoy the wins. You know, well, let's like, like get through the weekend and then start worrying about the rest of it. On, oh, on like, like you said last night, mate, enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment, yeah. enjoy the win. Yeah. Oh, I will do, but what I'm saying, the yeah. windows fast come in to shut another sub town. It does that. It does. It is concerning, mate. You are right, and I do think long term. Well, certainly, to, from now till January, if we don't bring anybody in, we will, you know, we will, we will struggle. As soon as we get a couple of injuries or suspensions or whatever, then well, we've, you know, we've had them we, we desperately need some some quality reinforcements. Just show Toffolo. It's one of our. I would have written down as quality. I think we wrote it down in Coroma Toffolo. I think people we kind of thrown out. Lewis. Yeah, and hopefully Colwell's gonna kind of come in that quality bracket now. But Nabisar at the minute, mate. Toffolo's quality <laughs> were there for all to see, mate. Yeah. Like yesterday for his, his involvement when he came, brilliant, mate. His great, his reaction when we scored as well was great. But I just want to lower the, uh, just change the tone. Sorry, uh, for a, one of a better phrase. I'm going <laughs> to change it. it. Uh, no, no, no. That, that's yeah, surely the tone can't get much lower on this. <laughs> I know. I need to, I need to change what I'm going to talk about now because it doesn't fit. But I, I do want to change it a little bit because it was announced last night. Terry McDermott's now got. Um, he's a, he's announced that he's in the early stages of Louis body dementia. And it's it's such a horrible disease, and I just I just wanted to put a note in that you know even though he won't listen to this, but just want to put a note in that everybody I'm sure would wish him all the best in in what he's got forthcoming because he was always a a very likable and, and jovial nice chap Terry Mack. So uh, you know it's it's horrible news to hear. So I just wanted to wish him all the best from from us guys and yeah definitely uh, and, definitely. Uh, and just, hope- just right quickly just a really funny story about Terry McDermott just because you said he was a real likable chap. I'll never forget we went to Brentford uh, when Rhodes scored. Did he score four? Yeah, um, um, Brentford away back in then we were yeah. stood outside um, when, when players were getting back on coach there was a, a few of us there and a couple of Brentford came uh, for Brentford fans were started having a go and it got a little bit of argy-bargy as it does and uh, a, a fan who shall remain uh, remain nameless 
uh, slaughtered this Brentford fan and uh, turned around down at Worcester in doorway at court, just eating a slice of pizza, laughing his head off. <laughs> Which I always think about and always makes me laugh. So, um, yeah, to echo your well wishes, you know, hopefully you don't suffer too much. Yeah, like a nod of improvement. Yeah, well, mate, it was just like almost like, yeah, cracking shot of that lad. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Mack, yeah, he's the top man, Terry Mack. And uh, I heard some good stories about him as well when he was. Uh, when he was there with Lee Clark and whenever Lee Clark used to use his rag, he used to always used to be brilliant at calming Clark down apparently. And he used to refer to him as Nasher when he used to get, you know, when he used to gnash <laughs> his teeth and go mad. So uh, all the best to, to Terry McDermott, you know, top man. So uh, all the best, Terry. Right guys, we'll move on and we're, we're altering the tone again and it's back to the football forum. So I know you guys have, you've enjoyed this, haven't you, in the last couple of weeks, the tone's different on this as well, believe it or not, after a couple of wins, um, We've not got, not got as many messages through now. We've won a couple of games, but there are some good ones. So thank you to everybody who has who has uh, sent us a message. We do appreciate when you guys um, help us set the agenda because there's always some great points that come up that you know we wouldn't think of. So we do appreciate you guys um, sending those in. Uh, and I've picked two out. The first one I've picked out is from Clark Eastwood. Uh, he's, he's mentioned in the game, uh, invited lots of pressure, but defended the box surprisingly well. Uh, this is about the game against Sheffield, obviously. Uh, with three centre-backs, you cannot play Hogg, Saar, and he says, but Saar and Colwell are currently undroppable, and Toft back made a difference. Absolutely brilliant to see two massive shithouse wins, but we must bring in those creative midfielders as soon as possible. So he's pretty much put something in for everybody there. He's mentioned the creative midfielders, which Cozzy is is driving the bus about. Not you know He's on the wagon, he's driving the wagon, he's not on it. Uh, and then something I, I mentioned as well about Jonathan Hogg dropping a bit deep, and it's not just this one game. There are several... Games whereby if we play a 3-5-2, Hoggy does have a tendency, I don't know if it's instruction or whether it's Hoggy, just to drop a little bit onto the centre-back's toes and it does give us a few uh, a few problems. But he did push up when we changed system and he, and he was excellent, Hoggy, in that sort of last half hour. Um, I don't think, I, don't th- I think you can play Hoggy in a three. Um, if you play against three, Preston, they're putting back there, against Preston. Yeah, I think it's where you put your other two midfielders and I think if you drop right. someone else next to him, I don't think, I think it's, it's point like I said before. It's pointless. I think you've got enough cover there. And, you know, yeah. too many times against too many times against Preston, we had two defenders who weren't even marking. Two of the three weren't even marking anybody. That can't happen. And then we also had two older midfielders in front who were marking the people that the defenders should have been marking. Mm. So I think you can play one, but I think for two, I think it's pointless. It's a little bit like England in Euros, isn't it? Playing yeah, exactly. You know, Phillips, yeah. And Phillips and Rice. I know Phillips can play a little bit further forward than he did, yeah. but it's that sort of debate, isn't it? Why do you need them both? Is yeah, we're not yeah, I agree. Fully. Fully. Uh, right, yeah. So uh, Robert Smith, um, this this might resonate with you a bit, Cosy, because it's pretty similar to what you said a couple of minutes ago, where Rob's put uh, papers over the craps, uh, craps, craps. <laughs> sorry, Corbin <laughs> ran out of his depth. Rhodes injured and we have Ward and Campbell who are hopeless. Hulk picked on Pascal or is still a long season ahead. I said, do you think that's fair? I think I think you've also got to factor in Pippa and Toffolo returning, uh, potential of Sinani maybe. Uh, maybe we're a bit better when they come back in. Uh, Campbell made a good impact as well. Um, I think one issue from that is Fraser Campbell's still our best striker, lads. You know, we've, we've gone out and signed a couple over the last 12 months and Fraser's still the best one for me. And maybe that indicates an issue in itself. The other thing is for me, Matt, though, when Danny Ward's done absolutely nothing in the games that he has, when you're coming on as a striker, you're always going to look better. That, that's the one thing I didn't get involved with the goalkeeper debate, but that's one thing that does, yeah, don't get me wrong. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. 
just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I've liked what I've seen, you know, so far, but he's because Schofield's been so poor that he's looked kind of really solid. But and it's like there, I just think in Campbell running about, you know, bits and bats. If you've been brutally honest, if Ward had done had that opportunity yesterday, we'd have been going nuts wanting and that as well. He won a penalty for me, and I think Campbell would be embarrassed. Nah, as well, nah, but... I don't think it was. It, there was contact, but it, the defender yeah. was ahead of him, wasn't he? He had more control of the ball than Fraser. To be fair, you're right. And the Rhodes news is concerning, but I didn't think. I mean, Sinan is. I'm really pinning my hopes on him, Matt. I mean, I didn't watch the game on Wednesday, Oxford, was it? In the uh, we'll the, come back to Sinani because there is uh, somebody has raised him, uh, raised the issue of Sinani a bit later on. So we'll we'll. Come I totally to agree with uh, was it Robert what what he says there and that as well. It, yeah, Rob we have, and I loved the win as much as anyone yesterday. But yeah, let's, let's not get carried away. Reading's going to be a fascinating one because I don't think they're up to much Ali, at the moment. We're at home. I think there'll be expectations that, you know, can we build on it? Three wins mm-hmm. in a row, a bit examining wheeling out. Last time we won three in a row, we're 1942, whatever. So <laughs> everyone's going to be like, going there. <laughs> no, but other still fans will rock up on Saturday expecting three points against Reading. That is a fact. But if we'd have got a draw against Preston, yeah, we'd have yeah. lane, we wouldn't have done. So the different type of expectation. I'm interested to see next Saturday how we're going to kind mm-hmm. of write that. I'll handle up. <clears throat> That's interesting. Year, yeah, interesting point. If you remember last year, Reading, they did a right job on us. You remember that? But yeah, Lucas Yao were like on fire against us, and John Swift's a class player, and he didn't play against us at our yeah. place last year. He's a quality player, and Ajaria, they've got so got some good players. Yeah, you know, that lad from Leeds, um, he's I think he's born in Leeds, but he's not. Uh, I don't think he's played in their academy. Rinomoto as well in midfield is he's decent. They've got some good players, Reading, no doubt about like, it. You've got to like say you've got to enjoy your good days. Hundred percent agree with what what was said there in the forum and that as well. And but part of me thinks we've got seven points where I thought we'd have maybe. Oh, top, so we're ahead of where I think we were going to yeah. be. And we so, did say we did say last. I think it. I think it was on the podcast last week or in the WhatsApp group that maybe we've got a bit lucky with the fixtures. You know, Sheffield United are in a mess. Derby in a mess. Um, yeah. You know, maybe we, maybe I always start, think that the fixtures haven't been kind to us over the last few years, and we've played teams when they're in form. But this year, you know, it's given us a chance to build a start. But Horister, a rock bottom. You know what gives us? It gives us. It does give us that sort of springboard to go on because they were under pressure, weren't they? The, the whole place were under pressure to get some results. And we've done that now, regardless of how we've played. Like Cosley says, we've got seven on board, which at the start of the season, if someone said you get seven out of first 12, you'd have bitten the hand off. So if you're just looking at the, the straight facts of the matter, it's been a good start. And, it, you, you know, you, your performances can come. But if we'd have played really well and not had any points... Would you swap that for this? Probably not. So you've got to sort of 
you know, take a step back sometimes. No, but I'm not sort of suggesting that it was anywhere near the finished article because, you know, we're nowhere near, we all know that. But it's just nice, in it, just to just to look at the table and be able to look in the top half, is, you know, is, is, is nice. Top 10 Terriers, I think you said, didn't you? Top 10 Terriers. We're top, top 30 club now. Phil will be happy. Everyone will be happy. <laughs> it's like what you said there, Paz. I totally agree because Nottingham Forest, they finished the season in, in a mess last season. Chris Hewton, and they've not got a point, mate. They've lost every game. They're in deep trouble. Talk of him, two games to go, what have you. So the pressure's massively on then. He would on Carlos coming into after the Fulham debacle. And yeah, they still have got his doubters and, and his doubts for me, 100%. But... He's, we, he's bought some time now to kind of get it right. And hopefully, you know, with Bakuna out and fingers crossed, Phil can work some magic with getting Mbenza out and maybe even O'Brien out and then a couple in. It's, I think this this is going to be an interesting week on and off the pitch, I think, for town. I think there'll be movement. Yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big week, definitely. I'm going to fire through a couple of a couple of these and then we'll we'll sit on Jack Booth, right? Uh, Richard Hookey said, I feel that last year... I feel after last year, he is trying to make us more solid, i.e. Carlos. But great buzz after that ending and 42 games to go. He did say to, he did say last week to us, reason to be positive is 44. So fair play, Richard. Uh, Jack Boothroyd has said, feels great to enjoy an away win, especially a last-minute winner. However, we can't let the last 20 minutes of the game distract us from the fact that at one point we had no shots and they had 12 or so. We seriously need a decent striker. <laughs> it just flashed up on the screen that yesterday. I was like, Jesus. We're going to win 2-1, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. We seriously need a decent striker. Otherwise, we'll struggle. I, I agree. I think we need a, a new forward. Uh, Carlos's fast attacking style of football was nowhere to be seen in this team anywhere throughout the game. It's hardly like we were playing Fulham, West Brom, or another heavy, heavy hitter. Although some idiot did predict Sheffield United to finish second this season, but we'll skate over that. Uh, we can't have another season of hoping there are three worse sides in the league than us. That being said, some good positives from today, other than the win. Colwell, Sorber, and JK are brilliant. Sarah had a great game and is as responsible for the win as those three were. Nickel seems to be a great piece of business as well. Uh, the shots is true. Uh, we were lucky to survive, maybe. Although, you know, I'm going to be an XG wanker and say that our XG was 1.41 and Sheffield United was 0.9. So, you know, fully deserved. There we go. Yeah, but you can feel free to jump in on that one. Yep. I just like to congratulate yeah. him on getting all that information into one tweet. There's three there. What I'd say, argue about Sheffield are out of sorts. Their quality's there. They're all seeded. You know, the, so yeah. were we, mate. So were we. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It as a, the jury's out, mate. And if you if you think that we won yesterday without the three amigos contributing, I know Ward had a shirt on for 45 minutes. Ward, Holmes, Rhodes, nowhere to be seen. So like three of these big signings that are meant to strengthen us. They did nothing for us yesterday and we still won. So I think we've got to take a positive out of that. We've won despite of and paper out. So there is kind of a lot of positives to take from that who's missing really and that as well. But Sinani's yeah. still not right. So they... oh, so that goal Sinani scored for the, the B team in midweek, you know, that you could the, oof, there's some quality there hopefully. But uh, Stephen Murray says something to build on and day at Dave 956-04975. You can change that, Dave. Says FC shithouse <laughs> march on, which is great. Uh, but one that I'll probably stop on and pause for a minute is from uh, William Bradbury, who says, what is the point of Sinani? Is he a creative midfielder? If so, bring him on. If he's a winger, I don't think Norwich want him on the bench behind Thomas and Karoma. Neither should be dropped unless injured. Uh, and it's a good question, but Sinani, before we scored, Sinani was just about to come on, actually, and get uh, you know the sort of 15, 16 minutes. He was stood on the touchline uh, you know, with, the, with the shirt on, you know, training top off, and he was ready to come on. And then we scored, and then Carlos changed it and brought Vallejo on. Uh, but yeah, Sinani, 
he's definitely one that we, 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 you know, Everton are coming up in the cup in midweek, whether we go with a slightly weaker team, who knows, but you would want to see Sinani in this game, wouldn't you guys, just to see what he's about, because we brought him in on loan. He's goal scoring record in Luxembourg is ridiculous. Although I think Cosy might get a few goals in that league, but you know, he's, <laughs> he, he looks like he could be exciting and we want to see this guy, don't we? Anyone? It's, it's weird. It's, 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 it is weird, like how I mean, you've, you've got to obviously trust in, in Carlos and, and how he sees it. But um, I, I don't think Saturday will probably a game for him to. It, it would, you know, it, those kind of players, Rolls Royce players. If if that's the way he plays, it's pointless bringing someone like that on in a game like that for me. Mm. Um, so maybe it wasn't kind of the right time. Um, I think it, it, it will feature. Well, he's it, it, going to feature this week, um, definitely. So, I mean, he, he looked great, didn't he? He looked like he had all the time in the world uh, in, in the game the other night uh, when he scored. So, I've seen a few of the highlights. Yeah, lovely touch. Look, looks a good player. Looks looks a real player. So, I, I just think a bit of patience, really. And, and you I know, obviously... I've been a bit, Phil. It reminds me of the old football manager games I used to play. You used to get your squad and you used to have, like, I'll fit the one, someone like 78%, yeah, yeah, 90 yeah. And then you used to think, I'll play him for, like, 45 and, yeah. and get the levels up. I think it's kind of what's happening with our team and COVID is... Kind yeah. of knocked a lot of our guys back, so it's, I, it's it, from the outside looking anything. Well, why are they in? But I just think that there's a lot more destruction which yeah. mentioned in in his free match. I think Phil's uh, Phil's hit the nail on the head there. You you don't bring a an attacking flair player on when you've just gone one nil up, do you? And you, you shut couldn't even quickly away from home, everyone, everyone were defending. Yeah, the only players you bring on for that would be maybe an attacking wide player or a striker where you know, you're looking for a breakaway. Someone in middle of park to, to try and get into a game. They're never getting in that game. Why was, okay. was Colwell in the box anyway? Any ideas? We just <laughs> had a corner, haven't we? We just <laughs> had a corner. You know, it reminded me of, uh, it reminded me of Epic against Leeds because he was a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. Had, yeah. Sort of broke down and I bet he just thought, I can't be asked legging it up. They're defending I'll tell you what, though, it, were, it were amazing work by, uh, I know Colwell's obviously scored it and he's getting a lot of the plot. Rightly so, but Harry Tuffalo, because if you watch it back, as I've watched it, and many people will have done it, I think it were <laughs> the, he, he, the The ball that he plays in is actually, you can see it's meant for Lewis O'Brien. It's a really yeah. bad pass. And yeah. Tuffalo picks up on it like that and he, he sort of barges his yeah, way through. Yeah. And, you know, he's screaming at you, tell him, square, square. Or if you don't, he goes with, you know. I thought he would off. You know, uh, level, level. Yeah, level. It just happened. It, and I thought, this is too good to be true. He must be off. And, they kind of because he didn't know what to do, celebrates so it. We're all a bit <laughs> when you see that freeze, he's perfectly just on side. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I couldn't celebrate for laughing because I felt like we'd absolutely shit house them and I was just in, in stitches. <laughs> it was brilliant. And uh, let's fire through some of these. So, uh, Nathan M says, Terrible first 70 minutes, but the changes Carlos made were spot on and made the difference. Solid defensive performance with another decent game for Nabisar. And it was good to see Karoma on the score sheet. A point would have been fair, but I'll not turn down three. Uh, Dag Barnett says a fantastic and a fantastic end and all credit for keeping going. It's churlish, but necessary to point out to the issues we still have, though. I hope we don't think we have enough to take us to January now. We need better in midfield and up front, which has been echoed by us guys. Sivan John says after Sheffield United had scored an equaliser, I concluded that a point seemed reasonable. But football, just like in life, does have a habit of a surprise twist at the end. I'm glad this time it was in our favour. Doesn't matter how you win, every point counts for something. And uh, Gamer James FM says, uh, football manager there for you, Cosy. If you want to watch a couple of football manager games, uh, James has, I think he's got uh, an online gamer, stream and stuff. Right. I don't think he's gamer, mate. It definitely says gamer, James. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect yeah, away. Pro- so many new lenses and glasses. Yeah, mine aren't strong enough. But <laughs> gamer James it's says, your, per- your "Perfect away ah, performance." Frustrated the home side and crowd and got the ultimate smash and grab. Two wins in a row and seven points already. James, get in touch with Cozzy and show him some football manager from 2021. Uh, Jerry Hinnon, a genuine and American Huddersfield town fan and not a uh, Jerry. Expat. Jerry. Jerry Hinnon. If Carlos can rediscover last season's attack to pair with this season's defence, and if we can see more of Caroma and Thomas either side of a front three, we might. Town could really get somewhere. If Carlos Defence. If Carlos rediscovers last season's defense to pair with this season's attack, the place could the place town could get might be the drop. But today's obviously a day for the positive. Uh, and then we'll finish with our final three. Uh, Jordan France says defended really solidly and held a good shape. Looked much improved after the subs. Campbell enables us to put the press on from the front, and Toff gives us natural width down the left. Sober outstanding again. Hopefully we can really use these results and take off, mate. I've, I've had the beer and I'm not not as bad as what I was last week, so I'm getting through these. Uh, John Broadley says, reminds me of one of the games from the Wagner promotion season. Not pretty, but we looked hard to beat today. A late winner like that was a much missed moment of euphoria and can only help build confidence up the town. And finally, HCFC Hursty says, it doesn't matter how we do it or how we play. Happy to get the points. Big away victory. Lee Nichols makes all the difference. Love the mentality after conceding an equalizer to go and win it. And I think that's something we've not really said is the strength. Of, you know, we've criticized, haven't we, Pause, me and you. I both said maybe mentally this this squad's got maybe a couple of demons still, maybe not the strongest, but you know they've, mm. they've conceded an equaliser and they've bounced back and got a winner there. And you've got to, like you said, doff your cap and uh, you know we're all happy at the end of the day. I think another thing. Yeah, that- no, you know. Sorry, pause. No, mate. I was going to say there's there's obviously a, a lot of critics at Huddersfield Town at the moment and. You know, that's notwithstanding what we say on this podcast. I'd like to think that we we offer some sort of constructive criticism if, you know, we are criticising and stuff like that. There's a lot of people that are out there that just don't like what's going on down there at the moment and can't really seem to praise, even though it's it's needed. So sometimes you have just got to say, do you know what, we've done well today. And I still don't like everyone, but today we've done well. Um, so it's nice to see. It's nice to see that there's, there's a little bit of that in, in some fans and, and there's a bit of positivity creeping back in. It has been such a long time since we've had any sort of hope or any sort of, you know, inkling that we might even do well. And, and these, although not great performances, we've we've come out with wins. And, you know, if you can win when you're playing bad, what, what might happen when we start playing well? I think the biggest thing to come out of it all is we win that game, we're all sat on the sofas with our follows and there's just empty red seats and no one in the ground. It's totally different. It's incredible to think yesterday there were 29,000 in the ground. It, I, I can't get over it. It's like the still here, the infections are still here, but it's like, it's almost like someone's just flicked a switch and we're like back to normal. It's, uh, it's just, Spain's really different. I just kind of some games tonight, it's only like 10,000 in the grounds and some it's like 8,000 and they, they go, oh, there's no social distance. There's a lot of issues there, but it's like ours. I mean, it's like it's COVID's gone. It, it is, it is just beautiful thing. It's, it's great, mate. Even even beautiful. watching um, even watching highlights. Though, you know, like you say, you can watch it on TV, and you, you I've watched Quest, and you look through results, don't you? And you think, oh, I'll have a look at that. And found myself watching Bradford City v Mansfield because I knew they'd scored by the end, and you know you can see crowd behind net going mental. What, and, what league's that? Oh, non-league. It came on about half three in the morning. I think it was that far down. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Like, just to see the crowd going mental, I think the Forest Green Rovers scored six and they were going wild. And it's just absolutely fantastic to see. Yeah, Bradford will go up this year, mate. 
I put a fiver like, on them. No run. Tuesday were my first dome game. I didn't go to the uh, Fulham one, but it was brilliant to see like Preston bring. They were good following with the 1500 there. It felt like it. They yeah, were not saying, we were you're not singing anymore. You know, all, the, all that stuff. That it, it was quite emotional, really. Just thinking this is because to me, this felt miles off. I just thought there's no way this could come back like it has. The big distancing, the big coming in one exit, the others, no way fans. The fact that we're pretty much back to normal, yeah, touch wood, this brilliant. isn't it? It's brilliant, mm. mate. Honestly, it makes football just so much watchable again. And I know some people didn't watch when there were no crowds and stuff. It's not football for me. And the fact that, you know, like we were saying, Paul, how the crowd would affect would it have on time? Because I was thinking last year if we'd have had them in, because people said, oh, it's good job they're waiting, they'd have been all along. But you just like that encouragement. You know, like yesterday when it's one all and fans, you want to see a last minute. We don't think, oh, we've got a good put Ramley, so go on. Yeah, yeah. Like, all that little stuff, I think, makes a difference mentally to, to kind of players. It's, it's just brilliant, mate. I, where we are now, I'm so pleased. No, it's, it's funny you say what you've just said because I was thinking about that the other day. And you know, when you're studying crowd and you, you're berating a player and you know, you're giving him a load of jip, and then he smashes on in the top corner and you, you, you're falling over folk to cheer and all stuff like that. And it's just it's just an absolute roller coaster of emotions, isn't it? In, in 90 minutes, and it, as much as you, you think players are crap or whatever, when they do score, you don't you don't just sit there and think, well, he's crap him, I don't like him. You just well, go mental, don't you? <laughs> and you love it. So it's it's really funny in it being a football fan because in 90 minutes you can go from loving someone to hating them to never wanting to play again to always oh, going to play for England. And you know, it's not until afterwards, sometimes a couple of days later, when you sit back and absolutely you know and analyze it properly, then you know you you, you start of your true view. But yeah, unbelievable, mate, having having fans back and. You know, as you say, hopefully, touch wood, it can continue. We've got Everton down at stadium on on Tuesday night. I know it's cup, but you know, hopefully, we can we can get a, a decent crowd in for that, and that should be a good night under lights. Fifteen quid, um, five quid for kids, and uh, there's plenty of room at South Stand. If if people aren't being in there, it's a good chance to go and experience it in there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm trying to sell it here for a club or out like that. But you know, if you've never been in there before, try get in there. Because... Mate, you do enough marketing for this football club. <laughs> In that area, though, it's, it is it is a little bit more raw because a little bit more mental. So if you've never been in there before, try try and get it. Also, what were your views on Everton not getting four thousand? I've got to be honest, that controversially, but I I think we're missing out on Bonnie, which we we obviously. Yeah, you know, I thought that would have. I know whether we, I don't know if you'd have to put the assassin or keep putting the kill that. But we, I think we've tossed money away there. You know. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's, it's one of them where on one hand. You know, it's money, but then on the other hand, do you want to give an away team the advantage in in that sort of game? Um, if they wanted to give them loads, you know, that South Stand now is is almost like the spiritual home. And I think if you give it up once, do you have to then look and give it up on a more season regular ticket, basis? Season ticket holders, then they're going to be a bit. Yeah, I don't up, think fans would be too happy with. But credit we, to we Phil, the we worked so hard to get that area, though. Do you know we worked so hard and we campaigned and we pushed the club, and I think. I think the club recognised that, and, and I think again, I take my after the club for not for not maybe bowing to getting an extra couple of hundred thousand in. Um, It'd be like thirty grand though, wouldn't it? Really, yeah. it, it won't be a right lot, you know, in in comparison to to what it could have done. So, fair play to the club there; they've obviously they've obviously considered it, and and, and like I say, it's up to us now to to go down there and uh, and fill it best we can and, and make the noise to to maybe. You know, try and get a result there as well. I don't think Everton will come with a full squad. Um, so it's even though we've got every opportunity at the moment, a feel good factor should be there after the last two results. So, you know, get you sent down. What else are you going to do on a Tuesday watch? Coronation Street or something? So, Love Island. Yeah. 
no, I'd be finished by then. What's, Phil, 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 what is Phil, what's Love Island? What is this love what? stuff? Is this, love this, is, this is a Huddersfield love? thing, isn't it? Love rather than love. Well, it's love, isn't it? It's Love Island. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, what, uh, what do you say? Love. Oh, you're weird. All right, love. All right, love. <laughs> All right, love. All right, love Island. <laughs> All right, guys, I just want to bookend the Sheffield United game. So uh, earlier today, I spoke to uh, Johnny Gascoigne from the Shore and View. Johnny's a, a top lad, and uh, we did a, a little interview, and here's what Johnny had to say on uh, on the game yesterday from a Sheffield United point of view. Johnny from the Shore and View, thank you very much for joining us on the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, yesterday, Johnny, is probably going to be a game of very contrasting emotions. Huddersfield uh, getting the winner in the 94th minute. As an, In the away end, as a Huddersfield fan, you're all going crazy and everything that happened before the 94th minute is probably irrelevant at that point. But as a home fan, uh, to lose in that way uh, probably either leaves you feeling pretty despondent or or even foaming at the mouth. First off, yeah, thank you for having me on. And you've hit nail on the head. <laughs> Very contrasting emotions. First off, fair play to Huddersfield. Came, did a job, got battered and took all three points. What more can you want on an away day? That is like the most joyous kind of an away day. It's all right to go to an away day, dominate from start to finish and win. That's That's all well and good. But when, when you're on the back foot for most of the game and you sneak those three points, it must be brilliant for you all lot to just rub that in our faces. And you know what? You deserved it. You, did, you took your chances, we didn't. And that's what football's all about at the end of the day. I do think that around the 75th minute, 80th minute, we, we just looked and run out of energy. There were three players on the pitch who had stinkers in my eyes. The usually reliable John Egan. He did not have his finest night in a Sheffield United shirt. He just didn't have a good game in my view. And then you've got your midfield two of Fleck and Norwood. They used to be the linchpins of this team and now they're the ones letting us down the most. Sander Berger, brilliant player. But again, absolutely knackered after 75-80 minutes. We have to regroup quick. We have to go again because to lose that kind of game where you've dominated 90% of it and in that 10% you didn't dominate You've conceded two poor goals to give away. It's just a sickener, really. Absolute sickener. And things do need to change fast. It were a vast improvement from the West Brom game. But still, when you're not taking them chances in the final third, it's not good enough. And we can't rely on Billy Sharp to do it for us all the time. He's, what, 53 now? And I'm lost for words on how we did not get anything from that game. Vivienda de Mierda. I think that's what they refer to it as in, in Spanish, Johnny. Uh, so Sheffield United and Huddersfield, there are a lot of parallels really with the way that we've both fallen out of the Premier League in the last couple of years. Uh, do you think then that Sheffield United are having a similar problem to what Huddersfield did a couple of years ago uh, in that it was a very tough second season in the Premier League? And then what you find is confidence goes, confidence in the players, confidence in the team, the fans go flat. And everything just becomes a bit of a struggle, especially when you're so used to losing over a long period. Are you finding that with Sheffield you now? Sheffield United now, some idiot here on this uh, on this podcast tipped you for second place this season. Uh, does the start worry you a little bit? 
Sayon Pascopujeta, as they say in Finnish, I think is how we describe how it's going so far. Look, I don't want to draw too many similarities straight away. I can see why they're coming up. Huddersfield, great first season, but I don't mean this in any kind of disrespect. That first season of the Premiership, we didn't just stay up. We, we were the talking point. We were the ones who were shocking everybody. And we had a top 10 finish. And then we had a massive fall from grace due to losing one player, which shows how much that squad needed investment in the right areas. And I think that is our biggest problem. Confidence, all this, that, and the other. Yeah, it plays a part, but not having the right players brought in is where we are struggling. And I'd like to say Slava's got it in him to turn it around. I'd like to say that he will get his targets in. But I've been a blade too long. I know how wrong it can go and how quick it can go wrong. And I think as an Huddersfield fan, you, you can you can kind of draw some similarities in that as well. Look, where do we go from here? I, I, I do think that we need to turn it around very quickly. We have we have had worse starts and one promotion. Look at Chris Wilder's first season. Saying that, we've had the right man for the job on paper, had bad starts and continued to get worse. Alan Nigel Adkins. Six games in is where I'll start to worry if there's, if there's no three points on the board. As it stands now, I'm worried, but I'm not anxious, if that makes any sense. can certainly echo those sentiments Johnny and as a Huddersfield fan uh, we know how long it can stay wrong as well which is all part of the fun of the fair of supporting your football team uh, I guess uh, so just the last words then really it's, as it's a Huddersfield podcast uh, I should ask you what did you make of Huddersfield Town I know it's early doors uh, you might not have seen much of us uh, with Sheffield United being in the Premier League uh, but be just interested to know from an opposition point of view what you thought of us a lot of people have tipped Huddersfield for relegation and you know there's merit in that I guess when you look at the last sort of six or seven months in terms of performance and uh, some of the signings we've made over the summer. But as uh, as a neutral, what did you make of the Terriers? That's a difficult one to answer. As, as I said, for 90% of the game, I think we battered you. But for that 10% where we didn't, you scored two goals and looked really good. Really good. I mean, th- there are some promising, promising players there. I think that you do need to stop letting people come at you so much. It's all right playing counter-attacking football, but not every team is as toothless as we are right now. And other teams will punish you where we did not, and it will be game over in first half. Saying that, I don't think you'll get relegated. I, th- I think you've got it in you to stay up. I think you've got it in you if you play like you did yesterday, knowing what you do well, playing to your strengths. If you can toughen it up a little bit, have a bit more of the ball, I think you could have a mid-table, dark horse, eighth, ninth finish in you. And that's not me sucking up because you beat us. As I said, I think we battered you for most of the game. I don't think you look that great in other areas. But the bits that you did well, you did exceptionally well. And that's not the mark of a team that's going down. I'd like to wish you luck for the rest of the season. But at the moment, I'm not wishing anybody luck. I'm hoping that everybody loses so we can get some points on the board and climb the table. Maybe when we've started climbing, if we start climbing, I wish you luck then. But... I wouldn't worry too much about relegation. At the moment, you look like a team who's coming together and not quite there yet, which is something I can echo. For that, uh, he's a top lad, is Johnny, and, you know, very honest with his views. And, uh, you know, we've probably echoed quite a few of them here as well. So I'm going to move on now. I'm going to move on to another one who polarises views more than Mr. Kosmala down there in that bottom corner of Zoom. Janino Bakuna is gone. Avante, Gagan Ziaus is, is out of here. Um, I liked him a lot of the way, a lot of the time. Other times, I wanted to run on and slot him on the pitch because he's so infuriating. But you know, the talent for me was never never in question. 
an, an unbelievably talented footballer who, you know, the, the neurons in his head probably hadn't fired, you know, completely, you know, and it just infuriated me at times because he had this ability. He could have been, for me, the best player in the championship, potentially, or best midfielder, or one of them. And it just, it's maybe just sailed him by a little bit. And maybe part of that, you know, pause, you've done a little bit with uh, with a Rangers uh, podcast, haven't you? I can't remember what it's called. Something to do with Ibrox. Ibrox uh, Rocks, was I it? Or I, I, I Ibrox chat last night. Yeah, I spoke to them yeah. and, and sort of reiterated yeah, what you what you said. Yeah, I spoke with that. I think it'll be a good well. mood for yeah. him. I think it'll be a good mood. I think, I think, I think the talent's there. Um, it's just whether or not he can apply himself. But I do believe Bakuna is one of them that if he's playing in a team that's winning more than it's losing, will be up for it more than he's not. So they'll, they'll have, if, they'll be on the ball as well, won't they? Seventy percent possession and what have you. Exactly. Yeah, I'll probably enjoy his football a little bit more up there. So yeah, probably a little bit disappointed with Town. His, his split opinion, didn't he? But you know, I'd be one of those that I don't really follow people much when when they leave town because I'm not really that interested. But I was saying last night to a fellow from Rangers that. Actually, I, I will be interested to see what I can do up there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I know, Matt, you were giving me a little bit of novel. Uh, I mentioned it last week about the ridiculous decision to give him a contract. Now, we've obviously sold him and got a little bit of money. So I think you need to apologise to Phil live, live, live on the podcast. Yeah, more than happy to, you know. You know <laughs> Not Phil Senior, Phil Hodgkinson, that is. Yeah. Fair both, enough. It's, both, please. It's both. <laughs> yeah. he's, done, he's done well to get a fee for him there. I didn't think we would and I thought we'd be stuck with him, so... That's off to everyone down at club that's that's made that made that move. Yeah, happen. just one down, one so, to go on that front, isn't there? I'll I'll keep quite about on Benzer until he's sold off. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, love, I, I, I always I'm one of those people that you know even if you have a clash with someone in your kind of working life, whatever. I always try and think of like positives or good memories and stuff. So for me, I think when Danny Cowley came in, that little run we had were massive. I thought we were absolutely doomed when Cowley came in and that goal against Stoke away that Tuesday night and then he went on kind of a little run didn't score against Blackburn was it I think on yeah came off the bench he was he came off the bench and Cowley yeah. used to call him a game changer rather than a I, sub didn't he that was quite I thought one. he torpedoed our season that season I thought we were looking for some inspiration and it came from unlike the source because to me he wasn't a guy who you would like kind of pin your ropes on but yeah he reverted to type after that but and if you remember like Premier League he played a lot of times at right back wasn't he really which yeah he did all right as well yeah, so he it, didn't he? Where a lot of players that are probably, you know, I mean, probably I've seen someone might tell us what he always wanted, but like that was a position I thought, God, that could end in tears. And he, he did a capable job. So, yeah, I suppose you've got to say Leeds were with the best wishes. And yeah, a bit of a game of Russian roulette with Phil and, you know, kind of side of unfulfilled off. potential for us, really. Yeah. As well. But, you know, that that's the only thing. And I, I did a thing with Heart and Hand, a big, a big Rangers podcast. And they said afterwards, they said that that's, decent but it does sound like there might be a bit of regret at Huddersfield that he's not quite gone on to do what they think and I think yeah, that was quite spot on really. yeah that's exactly what I said I said there's no way he goes to Rangers oh. and, he, and he messes about it just well, won't well, happen this is a centre midfielder and Steven Gerrard's manager so if he can't yeah. learn and play for that he might as well just hang his boots up and... him and that Morelos <laughs> he's classy mate he's, he's a class player Alfredo Morelos my, my cousin's a, a big Rangers fan season ticket holder so I've got Kind of like half a foot in the Rangers camp. My brother-in-law is a Celtic fan, so that's always fun at Christmas, you know, when they meet each other. But you know, it's uh, but they're both decent. They're both like Huddersfield as well. So you know, I try and remain impartial, but I do prefer Rangers. And uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But I wanted to talk about favorite Bakuna moments because he is a highlights real player, isn't he? He's not someone you want to watch for 80 minutes. I, I you know, I was saying to to the guys, 
for five minutes every couple of weeks, he's the best player in the championship. But for the other mm. eighty, but the, for the other what is it, hundred and seventy-five minutes, you want to you want to tear your hair out or tear his out, you know, tear his out because he's changed it every week, and he's such a frustrating player. But he gave us some great moments. Cause you mentioned that Stoke goal. That Stoke goal was huge in, in yeah. terms of that. So that was huge, I massive. Like, I remember that goal last year against, uh, I think it was Derby on that Tuesday night. But the, the fact, it wasn't the most classic finish, but the fact that he ran about 80 yards to finish yeah. it off and he busted a good together. He was involved in the move as well, wasn't he? It was a, yeah. It was a, that was one of the best goals of the season. That it was. A, it was but I, I also have to smile about it now. We can smile about it now, but that not in a forest game where they got, the red it, that that <laughs> went all over. What it just yeah. when it came on a sub, didn't he? And just thought, I'm having this, and then just twatted yeah. someone. Yeah. Never done. <laughs> he would probably know more for his hairstyles at times than his, uh, you know, some of his football. But yeah, colourful character, and yeah, but it will. I agree with you, Pops. I don't think I'm tuning in for Rangers Ross County or what have you. But yeah, Rangers think, beat uh, them today, four two. Next old firm game, mate. I think definitely I will. Uh, Switch the TV. Yeah, I said. You might not get I said for that. to the fellow last night. They're playing. They're playing Celtic next next week. I think as I said, and he said, "Oh, Pakuna features." I, I already think he'll handle an old firm game. And I said, "Well, he'll probably play. You know, smash it in top corner, and then thirty seconds later, he'll double foot someone and get sent off." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Well, if he does that, we win one nil. He'll still be an hero." So, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fair. But go on, pause. Give us a favourite Janino Bakuna moment of where he's pulled something out and. To be honest, I think I always remember that game where he, I think we went, I can't remember what, well, maybe I say I remember that game, I can't remember who we played, but he, he filled Did in a go? right back for a bit. And he, I were there, mate, yeah, and he just <laughs> he just sort of smashed anything that moved for wolves, about 45 Wolves in the Premier League. When it De, wolves at home, Demico De Haney, it? Yeah, yeah D'Amico Dehaney went off and he started the goal Mounier scored by absolutely scything someone in the middle. Yeah, he you know, just nailed anyone. He just Anyone that had ball were just collateral damage and he just cracked into everybody. And I think that's the first time that people kind of, Got got behind him, and then obviously you know what happened happened. But yeah, you know he's one of those. He's amazing that never really did out for town yet. We're still talking about him quite a lot, if that makes sense. So he's he's kind of one of them them five players. Six, that, uh, five or six goals a season, five or six assists. Not much yeah, he did he did all right, didn't he? Let's be honest, he could have done more. Could have done better. Think that's yeah, what that's the yeah. Little people. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, what about you? Have you got any sort of standout moments for <laughs> that face? Any standout moments? Maybe the time he had the golden golden doodle haircut. Maybe I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of highlight reels. He he could have two lots of highlight reels. And oh mate, there's a twelve there's a twelve minute YouTube video of him just taking the piss on YouTube, and he looks phenomenal. He does. He just <laughs> and, and, and then and then you and then you could literally see a twelve minute video of him passing ball out of play yeah. for five yards and walking onto the pitch before the game, not looking ass kind of giving it big and, and, and not chucking runners. So, it, for me, it, it, it was such a funny one, wasn't it? He had so much ability. It was never going to happen, though, at Huddersfield, were it? No, but, but and, and, and like you said, the things that stand out most are kind of like the individual brilliance that he did. So, he made the runs and then it uh, finished at the end. So, it just frustrating, wasn't it? Just really frustrating. It's interesting what you said, like, he won't be able to do it up in Scotland. Sometimes I think, oh, well, up at Rangers with Gerrard, Sometimes I think I think games change a little bit, and I think players 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 they're going to behave like they want to behave wherever they play. I don't think it, I think it's irrelevant at what club that if 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 they if they're that way that way out they're going to carry on being that the, way. It's out the heat that. from the supporters up there, mate. If you if you have one bad training session, those fans will be. I can't imagine he's going to be the type of person that that, that would let that bother him. Probably will. He will, will do when they turn up at his <laughs> house with pitchforks. Tell you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I you know. All the best to him, though, because I think yeah, yeah, you know, 100%. I, I'm, I'm dying for him to, to be a success because I do think yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's got everything. He's got 
And we've said it, you know, it's like we've said, we've never slated him, but when you look on social media, and, and that, it makes me laugh when fans go, right, lads, what, what we're going to expect? And there were so many, and there were so many positives. Yeah. So many people like, oh, what an unbelievable player. But while they were here, all you heard was kind of like the negative, yeah, he's good, but mm-hmm. he does it. On some of these kind of feedback, you're like, what a guy, make sure you look after him. You know, all that kind of rubbish, it, it, it's <laughs> such a difficult one. Do you know what I mean? It's um, a really, really difficult one for me. I, I called him a daisy picker pause on uh, on the podcast. I did. I said one minute, you know, when you're a co- when you're coaching kids, and you get a tune out of one of them for ten minutes, they're brilliant, and then you turn around, you turn your back for five minutes, and they're sat over there like picking worms out of the ground. And yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 That that for me, that's Janino Bakuna. Yeah. 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 He just he just kind of did what he wanted, and if you didn't like it, then bollocks to you. Kind of thing. <laughs> Good point, Matt. That you know you can laugh because like yeah, they're probably two 0 up against Dundee or what have you. But at Rangers, you won't be able to have one game in ten. It'll have no. to be eight out of ten, nine no. out of ten. You play for you know people shout here, but you play one of the biggest names in. That's in the one of the top five, top five biggest clubs yeah. in the UK without a shout. Yeah, people won't, without a shadow. They won't accept fifty thousand. Won't accept him pissing about and stuff. No. Yeah, it'll have to. You'll have to perform a lot better. But that Gerard knows that, and that's why he's, he's got him in. So yeah, it'd be fascinating to see. Ross that's Wilson, an interesting Ross one, Wilson, that Matt. Well. Top five, top five in the UK. Who's your top five in the UK? There, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Rangers, Celtic. Arsenal? Yeah. They, they, they couldn't Maybe. even, like, there were seats seven to eight game of the night. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's the same with anyone. You win games, they're full, aren't they? I think it's a tough one. That's a, that's a, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah, I was going to say, that could go on and, and, <laughs> and tell us. There's someone rather local, if you don't put them in the top ten, you'll hear about it, so we'll skip on for that. that Newcastle? Yeah, yeah, big, but probably not not to the Rangers level or but yeah, big, huge. But anyway, boring that. It's all about, you know, my dad's bigger than your dad bullshit. That <laughs> so we'll, yeah, exactly, we'll, we'll, yeah. My dad can rip yeah. a phone book in half. That sort of rubbish that you used to do when you were a kid. But <laughs> we'll move on. Yellow Pages phone book. My dad will rip this in half. And like, no one ever could. Do you ever try rip one in half? They're absolute solid. Only I always think insecure clubs bang on about how big the fan base is, you know. Yeah, it, just, it makes no difference, does it? It's what happens on pitch. It's all so. about money, mate. It's all about money these days. It's uh, all about how many fans you get. It's all about bang on about how many fans have got. I think it's I think it's insecurity as well. Yeah, how many fans you've got only because when you're not very good, they only get 12,000, 12, 13,000, yeah, but never mind. But anyway, but, anyway. Uh, but that's all I've got today for in terms of my agenda. Any uh, any other business for you guys that you want to bring up while we're here? No, mate, I think I've sprung that with everything over. tonight. It's just, just so nice to, to be able to have a bit of a more upbeat Sit in your sauna and... and- Bask in the glow That's of it, steam. I'm going to put a bit of, bit of water on the hot coals and uh, Michael Effley is joining me soon in his, in his <laughs> I think I think Pozzy's got like his feet in one of them foot spas, mate. I reckon, I reckon oh, that's a He's definitely got shorts camera on. Around, what else is going on? Got, got, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be his wife with like the spotlight and all sorts in there. <laughs> <laughs> Smells lovely in here. So nice little essential oils going on, and you know. We'll have to do a podcast live from the sauna in in uh, Pozzy's uh, summer house. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, we will, mate. Get some beers. Go on, Cos. One thing I just wanted to say is that, again, your division's just full of big names with just doing nothing. I mean, Fulham, look, again, it's early on, but they look, not on the but they look as, as cut above. But yeah. I think anyone else, it, it just shows, doesn't it, how we got promoted, that you, you don't need to have... Mate, Coventry a fourth. No, exactly. Matt Luton, Robbins. Luton were going up, didn't they get beat with five or something yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Luton yeah. are decent, yeah, and got spanked. Yeah. Again, there's going to be a team who gets there, a bit like we did that season. Barnsley last year. Barnsley yeah. and that yeah. as well. But where it's like, yeah, so it's 
I think that's the beauty of the division, isn't it? You don't know what's yeah. going to happen, and uh, it makes for you know it makes for good watching, especially like. But, a friend, a friend of mine, well, Matt Roberts, centre half at Birmingham, um, and, and a lad that I speak to a lot, he's a good, good mate of his. Decent, uh, and, decent player. They, well, yeah, and they are. Oh, apparently, that. they're flying. Apparently, the football that they're playing and the and the, the coaching that they're getting and and the way the thought process of playing. Even Mark's turned around at times and said, "Like I've never thought about how how to play the game in the way that they're wanting him to play." And it sounds really positive down there. So Birmingham could be. Could be a team to look at this year. Yeah, shame the manager's a bit of a phallus, but we'll, we'll move on. Well, yeah. a few I've seen a few reports about because it's our last year parachute payments. It's almost like they're in trouble because this is last year parachute payments. I think Phil and everyone's kind of done their done his kind of due diligence now and stuff like that as well. So it's not as if we're gonna. To me, it's like oh, we better we need to get rid of loads more. I think we're in a good position with all that. It's the, the outside of looking in, thinking, oh, where's shit? I think we've. No. I think when Mbenza goes, I think that's probably the last big, yeah. big earner in it, really. But anyway, but yeah, I think that's that's enough for us this yeah, week. Guys. Pretty much yeah. done now. So thanks everybody for, for for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys for joining us. Enjoy the sauna pause, and thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring <laughs> us. And we'll be back. Uh, we might have some post match stuff after Everton, but definitely back next week. Thanks guys. Nice one, guys. Take care, everyone. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget, share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 